So a very simple message, but one that actually changed my life completely. So it's, I pray that you are blessed through this like I was. Um, and it's, this was probably, gosh, it was 2010 uh, when I challenged God in this. Um, so there's a couple truths that he showed me that are um, the foundation of everything in my life. So my life compared to 2008, 2010 is um, completely transformed. Kelly and I are back there going, can you even, this is like surreal that we're here today. But um, so first truth. So remember these, please. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I asked God, I said, okay, this is my prayer to him. So really advanced, really cool sounding was, okay, God, you're either real or you're not. And either this is true or it's not. And I'm going to find out. So I, I use this because electronically I have a Bible, but this is more impact. <laughs> this is true. I promise. It's actually true. If you, if you get in it, you'll become it. So read the book. <laughs> That's the first thing. So I challenged the God. I said, you're either real or you're not, and this is true or not. And it actually turned out to be true, so I'm alive today. Um, second truth is kind of what I was, there's two parts to this teaching. One is a truth that you can bank on and you can live your life by. And if you allow God to minister to you, it will drive everything you believe, everything you decide, everything you experience the rest of your life. So I hope that is, wow, what is it? (laughs) So here it is. (laughs) It's amazing. So, um, so the book's true, and that's where all this is coming from. So whether you'll hear scripture, if you've been in the book, you'll hear it. I'm not going to read it all because we could be here for hours. Um, so this is actually a pretty short message because I want to allow for God to, to move. Um, so an example I give people, there's two examples. They're kind of fun. And I was walking back there, and every time I hit the corner, God said, you're a nut. And I'm like, okay. And I would come back, and I'd go back, you're a nut. And I would just start laughing because I was praying earlier, just, can I just be myself today, Lord, <laughs> when I'm talking in front of people? And um, he said, I guess he's saying yes, so here you go. Um, so the first example is, anybody ever seen a fish swim in calm water? A, a few, okay, good. So what they do is they just, it's gentle, it's easy. They have no care in the world. They're not trying very hard. Like one little flicker of their, whatever you call it, tail, moves them. And it's not like they're trying. So that same fish, the exact same fish, you can take out of the water and put them on the beach. And I was going to try to find a kid to do this, so I'm not going to do it. I'll hurt myself. (laughs) But you ever seen a fish on the land? They start flopping all over the place, not having any clue where they're going. They're in complete distress and turmoil. I imagine their souls hopping all over the place. And they're gasping for air. And eventually, if they stay there, they'll die. Correct? So, people live their... We live our life like fish on the beach. It's not how we're created to live. Um, The other example I give them is... Anybody been in a lazy river where you sit on the tube? And you sit there? How hard is it to sit there? It's not hard, right? 
Well, that's how we're created to live. There's troubles will happen, but so you're on the lazy river. We don't live that way. We live like we're in the tube, the river's going that way, and we're trying to swim against the current. <laughs> that's how we live, so life is hard. So it's just, it's just living life like we're created. That's the answer. Okay, so I'm going to show this to you. Um, hopefully it's all, not all repetitive for you. Um, so first thing, and I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this. Um, in John 17, 4 and 6, it says that Jesus glorified the Father by manifesting his name. So I'm like, okay, manifesting his name. So, and that is his person. Jesus revealed the Father, right? And um, that, same, that same name is Christ, the, and, it's called, and, and I think it's um, Hebrews 6, says it's the hope of glory. That's the anchor to our soul. When we have our, our set, if we're set on the hope of glory, our soul is anchored. Okay, this is the, the key to life. Believe me, it's coming. <laughs> We're anchored. Our soul is anchored, and it doesn't move. The circumstances happen, but our soul does not move. Okay, and it comes from this. Now, one more thing. This is a cool verse. This is John fourteen thirty. I'm going to read this one. This is Jesus talking, and it's a right at the end of chapter 14, right before he starts talking about the vine and the branch and the abiding. Um, it says, I will not, he says, I will not speak much more with you for the ruler of the world, Satan, is coming. And this part's the cool part. And he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. That means there's no impact. There's no, he has got nothing in him. There's a, someone told me a story about, I can't remember, I think it was, a, oh gosh, who's the name? Some teacher will know, some principal. <laughs> John Calvin, he's laying in bed, and it's a, it's a vision he got. He turned over, he felt the presence, he turned over, it was Satan, and he just rolled back over and went to sleep. He's like, oh, it's just you. How cool. He had nothing in him. So here's our created purpose. This is everyone, whether you're a believer or not, this is your created purpose. To worship God. That's uh, a lot of times we hear worship, we think praise. It's, that's part of it. It's commune. It's to commune, up to abide constantly. That's part of our purpose. But there's a reason for it. This is our created purpose. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. So it's commune with God, it's a love relationship, and to glorify him by manifesting his name. Just like Jesus. That's his person, and it's in spirit, soul, and body. So we follow the spirit, because we're in him, he's in us. We align with the mind, will, and emotions of God. This is how our soul is anchored. And we do his works out of who we are. 
It's not a, it's not a task. Okay, it's a, it's a good deed because you are good. <laughs> okay, you're just like him. So what ha- this, the part that happened after I said, God, either this is true or not, is I said, what this life stinks. Like, it's hard. <laughs> and I was going through up and down, up and down, mostly down. And I'm like, what is the purpose of existing? Like, I couldn't figure it out. And he showed me that's what it is. And ever since then, in 2010, I've had my eyes set on that. So every decision I make, I make because I'm seeking that. So anything that's not that gets thrown off. It's goal-seeking 101. Josh, you get this, right? Goal setting? <laughs> so you set a goal. If you keep, tells, All the books will tell you, keep your eye on the goal. Keep your eye on Jesus. It's not just your eye. It's your entirety. Okay? It's your entirety. Um, and here's how. Okay? There's, I'm going to give you the four steps to how. And there's all sorts of them. There's like a million uh, manifestations of this. Here's the four steps. Receive constant grace to yearn for him, to desire him, and to seek him only. Every day I pray, God, increase my desire for you. Not for things, not for spiritual blessings, for him alone. Because that's where I'm set. And I found that as my life is, like I, right now I'm complete content. I have it. There's issues in my life out there, but they're not of me. <laughs> they're there, but they're not of me. And I can find myself, if I don't pray that prayer, I can find myself getting comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to desire him. I want to lack nothing except for more of him. So it's, that's the first step. Second step, receive his love. Love him and love others, which is the action part. Loving others is bringing them to Christ. Loving others is praying healing, and he's the healer. Loving others is a smile. It's a hug. It's a a connection. So just love. But it starts with him loving us. It's receiving his love. Um, And that love he commands us to love others with and to love him is his love. It's agape, which we can't manifest. It's got to be him. Okay, so it's different than like friendship love or um, sex love, whatever you call it. I don't know. Can I say that in here? Eros, <laughs> that word. Uh, so it's not those kinds. It's his love. Um, and then, so that's two steps. Yearn for him, receive his love, love. And then in the third step is allow Holy Spirit, so it's not make Holy Spirit or ask crazy, but allow him because he wants to. Allow Holy Spirit to transform us from glory to glory. It's the same glory that Jesus had for the fa- with the Father. It's that hope of glory. It's that he transforms us from glory to glory so that we manifest his name, his person, you see? That's the third step, so it's allow so no work yet, right? Ask him for help in desire. Receive his love. Oh, that's tough on you. <laughs> God, help me know your love. 
Receive his love. And then let the Holy Spirit transform you. It's his job. And then the last step, number four, this is really important, is repeat those steps. <laughs> that's it. You spend all your time just doing that. Your whole life, you just, that's my day. If you were to see my day, it looks like that. Every day. I get healings weekly, like more than two a week. Never a week goes by without a healing, a soul, um, and body sometimes. Um, so the, there's a limitation on this. Um, here's what somebody told me. He was a computer programmer, and so he was convinced that you could reprogram your brain to be exactly like Jesus this side of heaven. So he would say, you can be just like Jesus this side of heaven. And I was like, okay. And then if you read the Bible, it actually says, be like him, like three or four different ways. <laughs> so, yes, you can be just like him. So set the bar high. It's not unattainable. Look at Paul's life. Look at the disciples' life after Holy Spirit came, which, by the way, came on us too. After Holy Spirit came, you can see the manifestation of Jesus in Peter, right? Look at him before and then what he wrote in Second Peter. It's like, is that the same guy? It's not. <laughs> um, the life of the martyrs, like after Jesus died. They're, they're dying, they're being burned at the stake praising God. Or they're trying to burn him, they can't burn him while they're praising God, so they cut him up while they're praising God. So what is that? <laughs> so it's Jesus. So um, that's the anchor. Does that make sense? So it requires something. And um, it's really simple. God's so simple for me. <laughs> it's just for me. Um, he says, first commandment, have no other gods. He doesn't say, he says, beside me. He means, you don't get number two. Like, there's no number two. It's just one. So you get one God, and he says, no, I have no idols. Okay? And then I'm going to tell you how Jesus says it, because it's kind of impactful. Um, I should get somebody to read this. I don't have to look it up. Hang on. It's, um, I can't tell you yet, because then I'd have to have you beat me to it. So far, so good. Any questions? So far. Yes. Uh, step one was ask for the desire, the yearning for him. Like a deer panteth, that whole deal. Yeah, I bet. Um, oh, I don't remember his name. The martyr? It wasn't one of the apostles. No, this was a martyr later, like 200 years later. So there were still Christians that were, like, living this out. And there was more than one. There's a bunch. Um, let's see. This is uh, Luke. And I went to John. Perfect. Hang on. Luke. 14. It's coming, really. 26. This is Jesus repeating the first commandment. It's really cool. If anyone comes to me 
and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Wow. (laughs) Does that do a good job of defining the first commandment and the second? Have no other gods, have no idols? Jesus would never tell you to hate anybody. He said love everybody, right? So he's not saying actually hate them. He's saying compared to me. He's saying love me. Come to me and I will increase your love for them. But it's only through him. Can't have number two. So I tease Kelly sometimes. She's right here so I can do this. I think she's like, I don't even know if she has a number anymore. Like, And I would die for her. But she's not number two. There's no number two. She might be below 10 somewhere. But she's the most important person in my life. And I would die for her. And she knows. So it works, okay? (laughs) Um, That's huge. Um, So I'm going to give you freedom tonight. And I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, You are going to get some freedom if you enter into this, which you will. Right? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see here. I did those. Wow. Okay. Um, Just this is uh, just a, a side benefit is Satan can only attack you through an idol. Think about that. If, if I'll use money because everyone's got that one, most people. If money's an idol, he will, I will have worry and fear over my finances. If I'm a steward of his finances, so it's not me, it's his. If, if Satan lies, comes to me after finances, I go, go talk to him, they're his. So why would I fear what you have to say? You see? So that money would be an idol. If, I, if my kids, I have kids. Um, a lot of you guys have kids. So if, if kids are an idol, they were a huge idol for a long time. If they had struggles, oh my gosh, did I own that in every way. And Satan would just attack me over and over and over. And it did a lot of damage to my kids, but he'd come after me in a huge way. Well, I, after this idol thing he revealed, I was like, God, they're yours. Because they are his, actually. <laughs> they're yours. God, use me as you will. And I'm daddy, right? So of course, they're gonna, he's going to use me probably. But he didn't just use me. He used Kelly. He used other people. People I don't even know he used in amazing ways. And because of whoever that is, my son's saved. So it's how cool. Well, I don't worry. So they, my kids... You know, I've got a situation going on. I'm not going to share on this because it's taped. <laughs> but it's, this situation doesn't move me at all. It used to, but not anymore. I'm free because she's his. And I know she's saved in his sight. She's, she's done. She's a goner, I call it, in a good way. So um, idols is a huge issue. So, um, uh, I forget what I'm supposed to be done. Mike, do you know? 
Anybody know? What? Okay. I'm going to finish. Um, okay, so I'm going to skip that part. So idols can be things, um, self. Um, unforgiveness is always not because of a self-idol, because you're, God matters less than you because you're going to hold on to that. So if God matters more, and that's why this is important, you keep your eyes set on your heart and you're seeking him. This is between you and him. You let it go. It's not hard. He takes it. When he's the, mo- he's the engine behind it. Um, things, money, people, whatever. Um, things, people. And then self is the last to go, the rest of self. Okay? So um, trust me in that. So you, the exercise, which we're um, doing your quiet time because I'm out of time, but do, I encourage you to go, Lord. Skelly's telling me to use my hand, so I'm going to. Lord, what's the, uh, <laughs> do as I'm told. Um, <laughs> Lord, uh, show me what, he does all the work, so watch. Uh, Lord, show me any idols that I have. Money. Money. It used to be, not anymore. I'm just pretending. So, money. Oh, Lord, that's between you and me. God, I, I release that to you. That idol of money, take it from me. I release, I, I I open my hands, take it from me. God, I receive your provision. You are a provider. You alone are my provider. I receive that. God, I will never look back. Thank you for healing me. And, every, and then the enemy comes, and this is a part I wanted to share. The enemy comes and goes, but look at the stock market. <laughs> or look at your checking account. How are you going to make rent? Lord, thank you that you're my provider. I praise you that you're my provider. God, you love me so much. I am your son. I am your daughter. You are so good. So the enemy just got resisted. And I didn't even talk to him. <laughs> Don't talk to him. It's this chatter. So let the chatter turn you to praise. Out loud, so he can hear you. Okay? Out loud, you praise the Lord for who you are, because Satan tried to steal our identity in the garden. Praise him for who you are. And what you're doing is you're resisting the enemy, he flees, and you're receiving the truth, because you're professing what's true. It's the biblical. You are his son. You're you're stating it, so you're hearing it. It's out loud. You're hearing it. You're declaring it. And it builds up your faith and it sows the seed down in your heart of who you really are. So receive freedom tonight or in your God time from um, idols. Tonight in our groups, you can do, the you guys will have leaders in your groups. If you want to enter into some forgiveness, we talked about it back in the room and felt like maybe God wants to do this in you. Okay, so... It's the first kind of low-hanging fruit of freedom is forgiveness. Um, and do it out loud so the enemy knows. Okay, but be freed from it. So I just pray that, um, I'm going to pray for you, then we'll go. Um, Lord, I just ask that you provide a release tonight, a freedom. A freedom from unforgiveness, a freedom from an idol, a freedom from self. God, that we would love like you love, that we would lay down our life for the other. 
even lay down our life for our enemy. For your sake, Lord, for your name's sake, God, sow that seed of who we really are into our souls that we would have a desire for you and nothing else, that nothing would take your place. So, God, I ask you to do that tonight. May people walk out of here feeling at least 50 pounds lighter. In Jesus' name, amen.